Hey, welcome. My name is Glenn Lundy. Super excited to be launching our new Breakfast with Champions podcast. Can you believe it? That's right. The Breakfast with Champions podcast has finally arrived. This is your opportunity to get motivation, education, and inspiration every single day. And ultimately, your opportunity to get a seat at the table, to be a fly on the wall, to listen in to some conversations between some of the most amazing superhumans from around the planet. We're talking about people that are doing the things you know you can do, that have reached some of those levels you know you can reach. We've got celebrity interviews with people like Tiffany Haddish and Grant Cardone, Lauren Rittiger. We've got specialists in areas like Capital Ventures, right? Or wealth building, wealth management, real estate, all kinds of incredible conversations. And what's amazing about the Breakfast with Champions podcast is you're going to be able to tune in, listen in. They won't even know you're there, right? It's just like you're, you're, you're listening in on all these incredible secrets of some of the most successful humans from all around the world. You know, when we launched Breakfast with Champions, we had no idea of the power that it was gonna have. We had no idea of the collaborations it would create. We had no idea that we'd be able to connect humans from England and Australia and Saigon and America, of course, all together in one room having powerful conversations that elevate everyone in the experience. Listen, if you like these episodes of Breakfast with Champions, do me a huge favor and let us know. We would greatly appreciate it. We pour into this. You're going to get five to six hours of content every single day, Monday through Friday, five days a week. You can keep coming back. So make sure you subscribe to the podcast. We'd appreciate it. Drop your comments, share your thoughts and your reviews. It mean the world to us if you would do that. And in exchange, we promise you that we will always create a space, a safe space where you can come. You're not going to get politics here. It's not going to happen. You'll never see any type of division in here. It's actually exactly the opposite. We have a bunch of different people with different belief systems, different upbringing, different backgrounds. We've got people from all different ethnicities all coming together. But the one thing that we share is everyone in this room shares the same heart. And it is a heart to elevate you, to encourage you, to inspire you, and to help you become the absolute best version of yourself that you can possibly be. So if you would, do us a favor, write those reviews, subscribe to the podcast, tell your friends. We're going to be here, and we hope that you will be too. Enjoy Breakfast with Champions. You'll see there in the notes that you can skip forward. You can move back. If you need to pause it for a minute, you'll now have that opportunity to do so. We do record these daily on Clubhouse. We have a Breakfast with Champions Club there, or you can follow me, Glenn Lundy, if you'd like to see those rooms, if that's an app that you enjoy. You can always come in and tune in live, or of course, just sit back and enjoy right here on the podcast and anywhere your podcast can be found. It is such an honor and a privilege to be able to spend this time with you. I know that there are a trillion places you could have chose to be. You chose to be right here with us on Breakfast with Champions, and that means the world to me, and I absolutely stinking love you for it. So with that said, we are excited to launch the new Breakfast with Champions podcast. Thanks so much. Uh, my honor to be spending this Friday, uh, 24th of June, 2022, first and last time it will be the 24th of June, 2022, 
with all of you superhumans at the largest breakfast table in the world. My name is Yen and uh, I have been listening to Breakfast with Champions and I have been receiving my daily dose of uh, motivation, education and inspiration from this amazing community for um, just under a year. And it's just really made a massive difference in my life and in my career. So. I'm really glad um, I was uh, allowed to be contribute again to this uh, early morning segment about fathers. Now, um, as a way of introduction, I am an entrepreneur. Um, I, in fact, left Wall Street uh, where I worked for 14 years as a professional trader. It's madness, isn't it? <laughs> this kind of pivot sounds really crazy. But I did it to start my own medical AI business in 2019. It is called Snow Hill Science. And the focus of our deep tech AI powered research is on longevity. So if you're looking for uh, longevity related content to listen to, uh, please check out my 10K card. Oh, let me just quickly pin it onto the top of this room. And I am not uh, so good at multitasking. So do Bear with me uh, for a moment. Uh, I can't seem to, ah, yes, yen10k.com. Thank you for bearing with me. Um, so I also now have a YouTube channel. Um, it is called Snow Hill Tech. Um, that was started at the beginning of this year as my 2022 New Year's plan. So you are very warmly invited to check out the videos there as well. And uh, please help me forward onto whoever that you think might benefit uh, from uh, the contents there. So again, for those of you who have not heard from me before in this room, I have been talking about longevity uh, over the past few months, really. And um, well, that was uh, really because longevity is the focus of the research that we do at our startup. So this longevity series uh, that I have been doing here at BWC together with my co-founder, Dr. Vince, who is not here today, uh, really kind of started off back in February when I uh, began to really happen to be really talking about uh, the importance of paying attention to our bodies as part of our spirituality during one of my uh, 5 a.m. segments here. And surprisingly, um, afterwards, I received lots of great uh, feedback uh, from this family right here. And it kind of just snowballed afterwards into a series where my co-founder and I had the privilege to talk to you all on topics um, like longevity research in general, what is it? Uh, also on uh, how to uh, basically achieve longevity. So we talked about fasting, we talked about uh, avoiding sleep deprivation. Uh, we then talked about exercise and then specifically on cardiorespiratory capacity as well as zone two training. And then uh, uh, last time we talked about fat as an organ. So it's been a real pleasure for us because um, these are the things that we look at, we think about, we research on, we try to build products for day in and day out. So we loved sharing what we know with this family right here. But really beyond that, as a speaker and mentor, I do talk about other topics on different uh, forums um, and uh, mostly uh, all related to my professional experience in the past. So I generally talk about the financial markets and um, artificial intelligence, especially its application right now uh, in the medical and investment fields, as well as Web3. Um, so I guess feel free to check out some of the replays um, I have saved on these topics right here 
at the bottom of my Clubhouse bio. Um, as uh, I would love to hear your thoughts if you're, uh, you know, also uh, in these, uh, uh, you know, areas. Um, and I must say, it does mean a lot to me whenever I see the replay numbers still ticking up occasionally, you know, even for the number uh, rooms that um, happened a few weeks back or even a few months back. Um, it really helps me to feel purposeful, you know, how it is, you know, always having to come up with content and, uh, you know, make time out of the schedule to do this. But it really um, keeps me going when I see that people are actually utilize, uh, utilizing uh, these contents as I have really tried to build contents that uh, can really uh, stay relevant uh, for people for a longer period of time. So anyways, all of these topics I mentioned just now are available for you in the future for this particular segment that I do here with BWC. And as I always say, these are all on the early Friday breakfast menu for all of you to choose from. Now, earlier this week, Dr. Vince and I thought um, given that last time I have put our joint longevity series here with BWC on hold in order to do a segment on understanding the minds of the ultra successful from a trading and investment perspective. Because really of the fact that uh, over the past few weeks, um, we have seen some really intense moves, right, in the financial markets. And I know that a lot of people, a lot of friends out there feel really frustrated. Um, and uh, they feel confused uh, with regards to what's really happening in the market and uh, what to do really under such, you know, market conditions. Um, and given that my mentoring program is full now, so that's why I stopped talking about it because it's, uh, you know, absolutely swamped. And um, so I was not really able to address these questions uh, in a mass scale. So I thought I would put our longevity series on hold to address that particular topic because you know, after all, um, that is what I was trained for. Uh, trading and profiting from different market conditions was what I've been doing firsthand for 14 years on Wall Street. And uh, I know that a lot of market participants uh, have not been through a crisis like this. And so many are looking for some help with their mindset. So I hope that segment was useful to my friends right here and that your trading performance has improved since then. Um, so let me know in the comment section if you've missed that one, please go back to um, the uh, last episode of uh, BWC uh, where what I, you know, uh, which I did. I hope that um, uh, that would be useful for you. So as I said earlier this week, Dr. Vince and I thought uh, we should return to the topic right, that we initially planned, which was uh, to talk about stability and balance. Um, which we feel is uh, really important to longevity and yet not really being paid as much attention to in the field as it really deserves. But, oh dear, as I pondered more upon today's title, right, given by Glenn over the past few days, um, and with myself being a humble member of the Christian faith community, I thought, gosh, how can I talk about anything else when Glenn has put Father in Heaven in the room title? So I said to Dr. Vince, hey, you know, I might have to uninvite you at BWC again this week. So guys, if you miss Dr. Vince and you got questions ready for him already on longevity, my apologies. It's my fault. He will be back next time, I promise. So I will be talking about our Heavenly Father and really when it comes to the Heavenly Father and us, I just want to talk about 
one thing today, which is his love. And I will talk about what that love really means to me um, and uh, what it means to the way I choose to look at my life, I choose to live my life. So as uh, I think nobody really in this room has heard uh, about this sharing because really one of the first Christian contemporary songs I have listened to is called The Father's Song. And this song, I believe, came out around 20 years ago. I'm dating myself. And the lyrics are as follows. I have heard so many songs, listened to a thousand tongues, but there is one that sounds above them all. The Father's song, the Father's love. You sang it over me and for eternity. It is written on my heart. Heaven's perfect melody, the Creator's symphony, you're singing over me the Father's song. Heaven's perfect mystery, the King of love has sent for me, and now you're singing over me the Father's song. I really loved this song because these lyrics made me realize as I was going a very tough time back then that I am loved. I am so loved and yes, the melody is also really soothing, which helps. So I recommend that you check it out if you haven't heard of it before. I was going to sing it, but um, no. <laughs> so really, um, one thing that kind of triggered uh, you know, my, my thinking about the Father's love uh, really um, is a bit of a weird one, okay? So I know that a lot of people in this room are currently in, living in the United States. I'm actually in Asia. And a couple of months ago, a really big event happened in the Asian entertainment industry. And that was really the wedding of the century, as they say, in Asia, where two Korean superstars got married. Now, in their fans' eyes, the groom is better than all of the real princesses, uh, you know, pr princess, sorry, in the world added together. And uh, the bride probably boasts more fans and more wealth, really, than any of the real princesses in the world. So their wedding photo was probably the embodiment of what all of Asia would regard as what it means to be loved and to love how lucky it is indeed to be loved and to be able to accept that love and to want to reciprocate that love that we receive. But today, I realize that I will be talking about the first lover in the history of the earth and he is our Heavenly Father because God himself is love and he created this wonderful world in love and in love he created the first human couple Adam and Eve and some of you know actually I am a fan of uh, ancient Near Eastern texts actually one of my master's degrees is focused on this it's really weird but I love it and so if we compare the creation narrative in the Hebrew Bible to the creation narrative in other parts of that region one of the biggest differences that we'll spot is that in the other ancient Near Eastern creation stories, God mostly created human to serve him. So in other words, to 
be his slave in a way, basically. But the Lord, our Heavenly Father, created mankind to have a relationship with him and to be loved because God himself is love. We are loved. Now, when we don't know that God's ultimate motive for doing anything is love, then our alternative hypothesis becomes that God is like mankind and inevitably a bit selfish, a bit of a selfish being. So when we read the Bible, especially the Old Testament, we would end up seeing a very distorted story, which I feel is part of the reasons why many people, after reading the Old Testament books, they say, gosh, how can this God be so cruel? For example, Hey listeners, if you enjoy listening to Breakfast with Champions, we can bet you care about your daily routine. Do you want to know the secret to the perfect routine? It's the perfect morning. Glenn has written a free ebook called The Morning Five, five simple steps to an extraordinary morning. If you can transform your morning, you can transform your life. Head on over to themorning5.com to learn more about the five ways you can change the way you start your day. When we don't know that God is love, we would think that he gave a commandment in the Eden of Garden of Eden to the first humans not to eat the forbidden fruit, right? And that must be because God was selfish and didn't want to share the best food item with the humans. But if we know that God is love, perhaps we will understand that just as we tell our toddlers not to play with knives or fire, God's commandment is a commandment of love, ultimately, because he does not want Adam and Eve, whom he loves, to taste evil and to have fellowship with evil and ultimately having to taste death afterwards. Another example, maybe. When the Israelites, who were led out of Egypt by Moses, did not truly know who God is, you know, the relationship was just starting to build, right? So when they did not truly understand that God is love and that they were deeply loved, then they also would easily start doubting God whenever they encountered difficulties. We can get a handle on what uh, was on their mind, right? From the book of Exodus in chapter 14, for example, they say to Moses, is there no graveyard in Egypt that you have to bring us to die in the wilderness? Why do you treat us like this? Why do you bring us out of Egypt? Um, hello? The ancient Egyptians were killing the people with excessive work and they were also literally killing all the Hebrew boys and that is why God brought his people out of Egypt because, you know, his people were literally dying in there. But, you know, they've kind of forgotten about that one. And then in chapter 17, similarly, when the people were thirsty and wanted to drink water, they complained to Moses saying, why did you bring us out of Egypt so that we and our children and our animals would die of thirst? Yes, we often hear preachers use these uh, examples to talk about the lack of faith. But really, to me, if we do not understand and accept the fact that God is love and that he loves us, this kind of second guessing will always happen. It's not so much a matter of the brain. I think it's a matter of the heart. It is a matter of love. 
and it really doesn't stop with people of ancient times. Now, earlier I mentioned about this Korean superstar couple, right? So, who got married, remember? So, the bride actually had a Netflix series which just came out. It's called 39 and a huge hit in Asia. Now, this Korean drama talks about three 39-year-old unmarried Korean ladies. And the superstar bride, she played a character who uh, was an adopted orphan. Now, in this drama, the director spent a lot of time portraying the psychology of orphans. Although life might have really turned around for some of them after being adopted by very loving and well-to-do families, this particular character that she played always had these lingering emotional and psychological issues hidden beneath her perfect smile and her seemingly perfect life the anxiety and the feeling of abandonment and loss she once had whilst you know living in the orphanage and waiting to be adopted often came back to her in her adulthood especially this particular experience of being adopted by a family and then she got sent back to the orphanage again because of her eccentric personality and then when that adopting family later on had a change of heart, they came back to the orphanage again to meet the girl. And when they said they would take her back, the girl didn't say anything for a very long time. And when she finally began to speak, she asked a question with tears in her eyes. She said, how long will you have me over at your house? I just want to know so that I can prepare before I give an answer. How long will it be before I get sent back again? She was heartbroken. And I was quite triggered by this story because this character, I feel, could also be a representation of our real life. What happens when God's love for us is head knowledge and we have decided to keep our hearts shut to the love of the Father? Who amongst, who amongst us today in this very room are experiencing what I'm talking about here? Around us, there might be some who are in physical or mentally abusive and violent relationships, but they haven't yet found the courage to break out of it. Don't get me wrong, I know every situation is different and it is always very complex. And in fact, I'm walking with a couple of ladies in those situations right now. But how often do I hear the victims say, yes, I am sometimes abused, but sometimes he or she is really nice to me. Maybe it's too much to ask of anyone to be super nice to me all the time. Who am I to even ask for that? Or, I have spent so much time keeping this relationship going. If I was to leave now, wouldn't that make all of my years and effort worthless? Or, although he or she is not good to me, but he, I'll just use he for now, <laughs> for he is, but he is very accomplished, okay? He's a very accomplished and talented person. Whereas I, I'm just a really plain 
an ordinary person. Only he ever paid any attention to me. Others don't even notice of my existence. If I was to leave him because of the abuse, he would be totally fine without me. Whereas I, without him, I would be nothing, just like I always was. Champions. I know it is painful. I know it is scary, but there is one thing I am certain of: is this, we will never be nothing or worthless because we are our heavenly Father's beloved children. Some of us likes to think that we have earned our right to be loved, and we make sure of that by keeping up. Our productivity. We make sure that we produce enough results, so that kind of thing never happens to us, because we are a results-driven society, right? Everyone loves those who can produce a lot, right? Then gradually we start to equate our self-worth to how many articles we have published in the top journals, or、um, how much profit we have created for the company, or. How much profit we、uh, bonuses we have、uh, received this year, or how much the house we live in is worth, or how many zeros is printed on our bank statement, and gradually we can't tell the difference between ourselves and a machine, you know, a writing machine, a money making machine, a coding machine, a surgery machine, or whatever else that represents your particular industry and situation. Even though, because of the need to constantly pursue these outputs and productivity, our health has been neglected so much that there are just arrows and red markings all over our annual checkup readings. Though our family relationships have become cold and toxic, though one day we suddenly find that our, our emotions are like a time bomb, <laughs> ready to explode, but. All we felt we deserved was a silent sigh, when nobody else is looking at us, and we say to ourselves, "There is nowhere else to go. I have to press on because if I don't have this job, if I don't have this house, if I don't have this, you know, whatever else, then I am nothing." But friends, do we truly believe that we are loved by the Father? Do we know that we will never be worthless or nothing, and that we will always be the Father's beloved children, even when we have no more productivity to squeeze out of ourselves? We are loved. We have indeed heard all about God's promises, and、uh, but we might never have really truly believed in God's love. I know that many people can recite. Popular verses,、uh, like maybe Jeremiah twenty nine verse eleven, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. It says, declares the Lord. But I guess after we say Amen, do we really believe it with all of our hearts? I sometimes have this image in my head of God, and He. In this image is like this loving father, and he has in his hand a huge plate with 
it's so huge that it just has no end in sight where the edges are, okay? And this plate is filled with love. This plate in his hand is filled with candies of love. And these candies are just so sweet, like nothing else we've ever tasted before. And the sweetness brings healing to our hearts. These candies, they heal you of all of the pain that you have ever suffered in life. But there is a problem here. God's action is very inconsistent with our past experiences in life. There are no freebies in life, are there? Or we think that, well, it's been a while since we last believed that there is free lunch in the world. Or we might think that we have so much faults and failures, we don't deserve all of this love. I don't deserve so much goodness and generosity. When I look around, I see people more good looking than me, more talented than me, more educated, better speakers, born into better families, have better careers than me, and even their spiritual life is better than mine. So why would God want to give me love and good gifts? And therefore, God's beloved child came to the Heavenly Father faced with such a gigantic plate of sweet candies of love and we nervously look at the Father's face with suspicion and we only dare to stick out our tongue and nervously take just one lick at the smallest candy nearest to us. We dare not grab anything on the plate and then we kind of run back to continue our lives of living with the pigs. And at this point, you might feel somewhat offended because I mentioned pigs and you're like, that's random. <laughs> that wasn't unnecessary. Don't worry, I'm just talking about the, uh, the prodigal son in uh, Luke 15, who, you know, uh, knowing how rich his father is, decided to leave his father to squander his portion of the estate to seek pleasure in the world. There is abundance at home, but he decided to abandon all of that. And in the end, when the money runs out, all that the world could offer him was a place to sleep with the pigs. When we refuse to truly believe God's love with every corner of our hearts, I think we haven't really returned home to our Heavenly Father yet. So champions, the Heavenly Father loves you with his perfect love and he loves you with an eternal love. He does not change and he doesn't give up on you. When he says he adopts you as his child, he doesn't take you into his household and then send you back to the orphanage, like that Korean drama that I mentioned. And he doesn't say he loves you today only to change his mind tomorrow and to abandon you the day after. I think it is the time for us. 24th of June, 2022, it is time for us to accept such great love from the Heavenly Father and to really be able to live with confidence in that love. Well, that's kind of it for today's talk. I don't know whether I would have time for Q&A because I want to quote St. Paul in Ephesians 3 to close, which says, I kneel before the Father from whom every family in heaven and on earth derives its name. I pray that out of, the, out of his glorious riches, you, he may strengthen you with power through his spirit in your inner being so that 
Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray that you, being rooted and established in love, may have power together with all of God's holy people to grasp, to grasp how wide, how long, how high, and how deep is the love of Christ. And to know that this love surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. And with that, I want to thank everyone for listening. It's a little bit longer than I expected. Thank you for joining us on Breakfast with Champions. If you want to catch the live version, you can follow us on Clubhouse and listen from 5 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time, Monday through Friday, Saturday 6 to noon, and Sundays with our 111 Sunday service. Make sure you're keeping up with Breakfast with Champions and getting yourself a seat at the table.